All um, right. This is where I leave. They're recording now. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm going to get okay. committed. I was just getting warmed up to do my little intro. Okay. Um. <laughs> you, wanted a, you wanted a cold open, right, Paul? You wanted to do something saying things cold open? Have, no? Oh, sorry. Carry on. Listen, is, we got this nailed. We know how to do a cold open. I'm just going to say. Just, just, just straight up. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to edit this out. This Paul Price from The Argument. I have a star-studded cast uh, with me. Um, this is going to be my first argument podcast for the year, but not uh, the last. So, and this is going to be uh, a good one. Uh, I have a, uh, a group of people with me that um, all lead architecture thinking around the world. And this is the second in a mashup series. Uh, first held by Oliver Cronk and Architect Tomorrow, and um, we still haven't figured out who's going to be the next host. Uh, but I have challenged each of us, because this is an argument, um, to consider an image uh, that we're sharing with you on the recording now. And this image is, roughly speaking, a, a sort of sizing of the kinds and types of architects out there. Now, if you're not in that list, security architect, integration architect, a cloud solution architect. There's a, an AI architect. I, I, we now are putting architect at the end of literally everything. So maybe you're a janitorial architect. I am not sure, but my point is we've grouped architects uh, and our specializations into sort of five primary groups, software solution, infrastructure, information, enterprise, and business architects. And our best estimates are that these are about the size of the number. If you take all the architects in the world, the vast majority of us are software solution. There's a bunch of information, there's a bunch of enterprise, et cetera. So what I'm asking the panel to do today from this is help us make sense of that, that into the image on the right. What does it mean for an architecture practice to work together effectively? Now, you'll notice that, I, it, that it's missing enterprise architect there. And that's because the one of our big questions is, is enterprise architecture practice what should be around all those others? Is that the right thing for us? Um, and if so, why and how do we make that work? So um, I'm going to... I'm gonna stop the sharing now and go back to just uh, just us, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty faces talking, and I'm gonna go around and and ask each individual to to kind of just tell us what do you think, you know, what do you most what kind of architect do you most identify with, uh, even if it wasn't on the list, feel free to name yours. Um, I'm going with janitorial architect for the rest of this conversation. Um, so uh, let's start with Phil, because Phil, um, you know, made me laugh the most at the beginning. Uh, and, 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 I, I thought just, maybe it was because I'm going to have the worst answer. Right? But uh, <laughs> Get it out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, just listen, this is edit. Cut here is what it's going to say. 
right in that bit. Um, you know, so in this thing, you know, again, I, I come at this from a different point of view, right? I am not the architect. I'm the guy who brings these people together to talk. And I think that the choreography, the conversational choreography of all of these people matters an awful lot. And I understand why there's some concern in this moment where we feel like we don't understand this real because people are trying to find their seats at the table. What does this mean? How can I contribute to this thing meaningfully? And because we are dealing with a thing which is largely not physical, right? I mean, we're dealing with ones and zeros and ideas. And as we map those things, I think that sometimes we're not exactly sure where that all puts together or how that all fits together. And so I think it's a little bit of concern for everybody involved. So I understand and identify and empathize with the ennui in this situation. The question is, how do we get them all at the table? How do we get all the folks to the table that need to be there? And how do we get them doing what needs to be done? Because what is the purpose of architecture? It's to design a thing that meets its purpose. And I think that's a tough, that can be a tough thing. We, you know, sometimes our organizations aren't actually built to do that job. I actually think you're being too humble, Phil. I think from your conversations with me in the past, you fall into the infrastructure architect, if, if if not, maybe bits of software architects as well, but maybe we can take that offline. Yeah. But but wasn't but wasn't that like token ring and OS two warp and things like that, Phil? Is that I I and I, I've I, done I, all that. I've also, done all that. Also, also being the argument, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little a little crap on that that that, that one because that made that what I heard was we're facilitators only. But I know architects, right? I know I know that we have to that this is a team sport. But I guarantee if I hire you to do a job, you're going to pick one of those and be like, uh -uh, I'm going to make this happen. So where's the where was the the here's my here's my stuff in, in that, you know, because I completely yeah. agree. Facilitated outcomes are are definitely the only way to fly. But yeah, so speaking that is, to that bit, right, speaking to that and what Oliver said, right. So in my professional career, it was infrastructure architecture, right? My whole thing was, how can I build the systems that allow these people to talk so that they can get things done? And I did a bunch of that, right? Multiple facilities and stuff. And yes, there was a little bit of token ring at the beginning, but that was, you know, that was then, you know, then we graduated the notes and Lotus notes and all that stuff. No, no, but I mean, no, but, it, but, but we basically were building systems and we still do that. I mean, I mean yeah, you know, that is, a part of this thing. How do I facilitate this? So from my point of view, I'm trying to make sure the stuff is in place so that the conversations can in fact happen. Because I know that propinquity matters. I need to be able to take the smartest people and put them together on a regular basis and make them bump into each other again and again and again. And that's how I build infrastructure so that those conversations will happen naturally. It's a pattern language. Well, so doesn't that then make the uh, software architect, for example, kind of one of your clients, your stakeholders, your, you know, like, is the, is the, because sure. I, I hear this from a lot of infrastructure oriented, cloud oriented people where the, they're saying, well, I'm building an enterprise grade collaboration platform, application platform that then all the software architects use. And so then there's a question of scope that, that seems to, and 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 how they relate to each other is that how would you characterize your relationship to say a business architect or an enterprise architect in that context 
Well, it, my piece is, was always in that space, right? Just to make sure that we were as close to the business as we could get, because I thought that was the reason we were there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it got really easy. You know, you can get really uh, interested in the stuff you were doing and forget that you were there to serve some higher purpose. So I think in that, you got to, for us, it was just sort of keeping those communication lines open, making sure that we were having regular conversations that were focused on getting the business to be able to do its gig, whatever that was. Um, I'd like to jump in here if you don't mind, because I think this starts to bleed into two architectural roles that you've not got on your picture. One is platform and, and the other is application, I would say. And it depends on your definition of infrastructure, because if your definition of infrastructure is tin, uh, then, then, then there may be you know, kind of physical boxes. But actually, if your definition of infrastructure is the SharePoint platform or the cloud, it, it depends on your, 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 what, what you're kind of defining, because other people are calling those platform architects and then others are calling those application architects. I, I've been an application architect in my career and I was responsible for certain sort of parts of the application portfolio. So I, I think, and it's obviously part of the argument is we could debate <laughs> the picture, right? But I know that's not the point. But, I, but my point is, I think the infrastructure architecture sort of title, it, yeah, has definitely been, been superseded by things like cloud architect in some cases. And then, like I say, blurs into some of those other platform architects and application architect roles. Well, I'll, I'll doubly support you there. I just got off a call uh, with, with a, a, a military branch that was r- really all about complex systems architecture. So, uh, you know, take operational technology, right? So manufacturing plants and things like that, but then think about tanks and satellites and one-off systems. And somebody I'm hoping to get in our mashup, it works for a large company and they, they, build, they build straight from silicon all the way up to, you know, uh, all the way up to satellite. So everything is custom. And uh, yeah, so uh, Oliver, why don't you go, why don't you go next? Supply of confusion. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, the, the, the challenge I had, as I said, before we hit the record button is I could cover a, a number of different sort of perspectives on, on this one, but I guess I spent most of my career in the software, then enterprise and, and now chief architect kind of roles, right? But I guess the thing about my career is I always found I was, and I think what make, and I know you'll pick on me for saying true enterprise architects, I'll avoid using that term from last time. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's kind of having enough exposure. No, this, to... is, this is the time where you get to say that because I've, <laughs> I've invited you to create the argument. So please, what is a real enterprise architect? I'll say, I'll say my piece then. So I think personally, uh, what, what makes someone a broader, say, enterprise architect is the fact they've had exposure to some of these other disciplines and they're more of a rounded person that sees the bigger picture. I think you you tend to move through these different sort of roles because you start off in perhaps a specific, specific area as an SME and then over time you become T-shaped or V-shaped, right? You have that depth area still that you start to kind of expand to the left and right and you become sort of broad. Uh, you know, you can do some degree of business architecture, you can do some degree of information the other one on here that's missing for me and i've dabbled with this uh, and of course my current role at Tanium as well is security architecture and it's another interesting one because it's a bit like enterprise right in that if you look at the picture on the right hand side again it's sort of holistic it's all encompassing it can be a it can be a technology but it can also be a kind of concern or a you know a different perspective a viewpoint to look at the world from so um yeah i mean i i, I think what we do need to do is try and agree on some different types i mean like we talked on the last call um about you know the medicine profession well they're not still arguing about what's dentistry versus what's you know a head doctor or, or whatever the different exactly. things are right 
so there, there does need to be some degree i think of right here's the here's the model let's just sort of stop arguing what the model looks like uh yeah there may be slightly different sub flavors or slightly different names of these things but fundamentally that's what it looks like because i think otherwise this does become a massive argument doesn't it because it's like well how does the application architect inter interface with the data architect or the information architect whatever we're calling them and it gets very confusing because uh, and i think this is big part of the problem i've seen in my career is you move from organization to organization and the first three to six months are right how have we interpreted the architecture role here how have we interpreted business architecture versus enterprise architecture how have we interpreted what software architecture does versus what solution architect does and so on and so forth because the other role sorry to keep throwing different roles in but another one i've seen is program architect so you have someone who's like at the portfolio level looking at how, almost like a subset of enterprise but just looking at perhaps a business domain or looking at you know a particular area of investment, and they're the one kind of making sure that all the pieces are kind of held, held, held together, and perhaps managing solution architects on a big program. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this speaks to the heart of why we're still arguing because there is just too much, um, you know, relabeling and sort of shifting things, you know, shifting boundaries almost at will depending on the organisation. Well, you, you well, I'd, I'd like to say though, I'd like to say that when I've I've done a number of uh, those roles in the bubbles and some others. And I can still do quite a few of them today. Now, all in all, I'm an enterprise architect. Um, how do I know that? It's because of the work that I do. It's not because I've got a label on my head as enterprise architect or a sign on the door. Um, from time to time, I'm called by a client. We do. I've suddenly become a business architect again. I couldn't be an application architect anymore. I'm possibly not an information architect. I haven't tried recently. Right? But how do we know anyone has been any kind of architect because the work that they're doing at the time? Okay, um, and, and we know, or I, I believe we know, what an architect does and what an architect doesn't do. Okay, and I, we know why architects do what they do, and therefore, whether it's software architect or a infrastructure architect or anything else, it's not because they're called that in their job title or me. Um, it's because at the time, that's the work that they're doing. I mean, I do all sorts of other kinds of very different work indeed, which I'm not being an architect at all. So my suggestion is that uh, we know somebody's being one of those, not because they're actually in the bubble permanently, because we can wander between them, because we notice the work that they're doing. But I think, because I'd like to hear more of your opinion about that, because I, I think that that is easily interpretable, especially when we hear rhetoric like I architect the enterprise, right? And that is, that, that kind of phrasing has this sort, and then we hear we we hear the sort of the CEO is the chief architect, and 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 that kind of phrasing gets very confusing to say a software architect who's like, huh, <laughs> you know, I, I you yeah, know, okay. I already yep. have an, enough trouble distinguishing myself from the engineering team. Now sure. I've got to architect the enterprise. Which one am I, and how do we work together, and what makes you is it what competencies do we share? Um, absolutely, in, absolutely. In that sense? Absolutely. So uh, how do we know something's being an architect? How about I know I'm being an architect? Um, for a start, I'm designing something that architects design, or I'm overseeing the development of something that architects design, um, or I'm planning something architects design. That's how I know I'm being an architect. That's how I know I'm not being an architect because I'm not doing any of those things. Um, so if, for example, a chief executive is, is started sort of scribbling something on a piece of paper that might turn into an architectural change, for that moment in time, we have to remember that they're being an architect too. And in terms of our practice, to borrow your thing, 
we need to we need to sort of somehow embrace them in our practice for that short time if we can um because otherwise there you know people do go down redesigning bits of the enterprise who are not architects by nature and, and if only the people called architects were the people in our practice you know we, we we've missed most of the changes that happen also why why do i know i'm being an architect not a, for example a designer i used to be a software designer i was never a software architect it's because um we know that architects have three values they're designing for um in terms of the work the enterprises for example around the buildings it's the overall identity of what they're designing it's the overall performance of what they're designing um and it's the overall durability of what's that designing that's why anyone uses an architect for anything they see things together so that we know and so the same word in every single bubble and beyond um if we're putting together a practice for example we all have to be architects in the same way for an enterprise knowing that we have different scopes on purpose because otherwise you know if you put together if you put say when do you meet together let's say for now just for now business architect enterprise architect and we start arguing for the next six months about what we mean by an architect we haven't done anything useful for anybody we're going to have to quickly reconcile you know <laughs> and so we get on with something real that somebody wants us to do um so that that's how we know if someone's being an architect at a point in time and how I know which one I'm being. Because I mean, I'm, I'm with the Business Architects Guild, that business architects work on the business strategy. Um, and how I know I'm not being that, I'm being an enterprise architect. Um, well, I'm gonna borrow, um, I thought I need to say something here. The word enterprise, it's strength, is it means just about any venture. That's its weakness too, is it doesn't. <laughs> and so what does that mean? We could be designing um, a trip up Everest or, or an Apollo space program. And in that case, we're designing a mixture of enterprises. So to, to differentiate what we call enterprise architecture from business architecture, business architecture, business strategy, enterprise architecture, corporate strategy, they're two very different things, obviously interlinked. So I know I'm being an enterprise architect, but I'm working with people on their corporate strategy. Very interesting. Um, that, that, Thank that, you. I think, the, I think the natural lead is to Wendy on that one. Um, the, 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 the leave, us, leave us six months to argue what an architect does. Well, <laughs> Make the I point. Mean, and, and of course, I, I want to save time for kind of the big question, which is again, being an architect, the, the big question that's looming, uh, which is, you know, nobody ever takes their, I, no, I always say nobody ever takes their taxes to a, to a surgeon and says, you know, can you help me get this done? Right. Because there's no confusion about what that profession does and which profession you're supposed mm -hmm. to go deal with. Mm -hmm. But Wendy, mm -hmm. what do you, what, what is your reaction? I mean, you're obviously the, the, one of the foremost leaders in the business architecture profession. So how do you read that? And how do you distinguish between our types? And, and obviously you and I had a great conversation just the other day about this. So, so what, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, um, so distinguishing between types, I'm just I'm going to go back to uh, to 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 your idea, Paul. I really believe that we all have a base set of architecture competencies, and at the root of that, it's a cognitive competency. It's an architectural thinking that's made up of things. We have business and technology competencies, and we add our specializations onto that. And those specializations allow us to deliver our services that we do, you know, from architecture overall, um, and then from our from our, our different specialties as well. Um, we've had some conversation about primary and secondary value propositions, right? Which I think is a really important point. 
You know, um, I really like the way you started this conversation too, in terms of you know what what unites and what divides us. And I'll just share from from my perspective. Um, you know, from the business architecture side, I I really feel like maybe we step into a little bit of a microcosm in this awful business and IT us and them when I only see an us and us. But I think we do a little bit of that as architects where, you know, speaking from, from the business architecture side, I think what differentiates us is the, it's almost like we put on this pair of glasses. Like we have a little bit different set of glasses in terms of the business concerns. We're thinking about formulating strategies. We're thinking about getting those strategies in action. We're thinking about business models. We're thinking about experience. And it's great because we all need to have different um, concerns, but we just see the same world from different angles. And so because of that too, this is why I think that the true concern for end-to-end strategy execution and getting involved in front is, is really, you know, first and foremost um, in the mind from a business architecture perspective. Um, but on the other, and, and the other thing that I think maybe is, is a little bit different or unique is we speak a little bit different language. Um, but on the other hand, I think this is actually all the same thing that unites us. In other words, if we really think about how do we all play along the strategy execution perspective as architects hand in hand, I think that's part of our answer through. And I actually think that we as architects together are the answer to bringing the, the different sides of businesses together too, where you have a disparate business in IT. Well, I love that. Nobody's really good at getting us all, uh, all together. No, I, the problem is there's no argument there. It was just <laughs> way too positive. Wait, come on, give me Wendy's some always the peacemaker of the group. Is, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> it is an hey, business in IT. You know. But fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, we have Chris, who I know will come in swinging. <laughs> not me, surely not. No, Chris Lockhart. I know, no, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> what What do you think of as yourself? How do you How do you think of yourself as a, as an architect, and then? you know, the, the uniting, dividing lines. Well, first, I, I want to <clears throat> tell you all how much you've disappointed me um, and, uh, you know, how wrong I think you all are. No, um, you know, no, but seriously, like, and with respect, Chris, right? But when we say things like, we know this, and we know this, and we know that the business is this, and we know that people who do this are, can call themselves this. I, 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 I agree in principle that I think those things should be true. I think it should be true that we know the difference between, as clearly as you know the difference between a tax auditor and a dentist, right? It would be great if we had that level of clarity. I think the problem and maybe the difference is that unlike the tax auditor and the dentist who are performing just astronomically different things, right? The architect and the senior developer are actually dealing with things that are kind of like this. And, and I don't know that it's as, as simple as saying, well, it should be like this and it should be like that. Um, because I, I think, you know, to the Venn diagram that was up there earlier, there's a lot of overlap between, you know, 
if, if you were to have a Venn diagram of the dentist and the tax auditor, they'd be like over here, right? They're just completely absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Or, 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 why don't you uh, for why don't you tap into this for Paul's sake? Both of those, by the way, are also licensed professions. Yeah, that's where exactly <laughs> where I was going, right? And they yeah. can be licensed because there's a clear body of knowledge and understanding, body of knowledge, right? And understanding about what those professions do and what people pay them money to do. And I, I think unfortunately you know, this industry or this group of, ind- or these related roles, right, are not as clear. And, and that's probably all of our fault, right, collectively. Well, is it, but is it because the stakes are lower? That's the question. Well, and, and well, well, but are they, <laughs> right? Yeah, are they yeah, just perceived right. to be lower, right? Because, you know, I, I had a, I had a, a person quit on a project and we're six weeks into a project, they just quit and they're gone. Right. And it's sort of like no two weeks notice, just gone. And it's like, there's no repercussion to that, really. What, what's, you know, the repercussion now is on us to, to help fix that, that and fill that void. But I guess my point is that you're right. There's, there's a very low, no one is really held to that standard, right. Of what the, the bar holds a lawyer to. No one, no one is there to say you, you can no longer practice architecture because Right. Didn't well, oh, draw your diagram top. right. I can top. I, I can top that because I, I, I literally. Hey, this is Paul Price from the Argument. I had to cut this video in half because I just couldn't accept cutting out any of the great conversation that was going on. In segment one, we've talked a little bit about the overall field of architecture and how infrastructure and information and and enterprise and software and solution architects work together and what they share and what they have in common. We've also had our wonderful panel with uh, Wendy Keene and Oliver Cronk and Chris Potts and Chris Lockhart and Filianov all talking a little bit about themselves and where they came from and how they see their work in a day-to-day fashion. In segment two, we're really going to dig into how the overall profession can use some of these uh, valuable techniques to make their internal architecture practice.